I'm gonna ask you this one time. Where is Gamora? Yeah, I'll do you one better. Who's Gamora? I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? Welcome to the Cinema Swamp, a podcast where friends, enemies, and Minnesotans argue about movies. In today's episode, we finally finish off the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Phase 3. We talk about films from 2016's Captain America Civil War all the way to Ant-Man and the Wasp and talk about some of the films yet to be released. Watch out for spoilers for, well, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. We talked about it quite a bit in my top ten list episode. I've talked about it but. quite a bit, like every episode it feels like. It's it's such a good movie. So freaking mm. good. The um, Russo brothers proving their worth yeah. once again. I think the going off the director thing, like the Russo brothers I think have between them and Favreau, those have coined the the Marvel feel, you know? Mm-hmm. And now you have, like, the James Gunn invasion, I guess, yeah. coming into it that's changing a little bit. But I think, really, between Favreau and and uh, the Russo Brothers, that's, like, the ideal Marvel feeling that you yeah. can get. And I think James Gunn is, like, a... like, a permission, almost. Like, he's, like, that type of a movie is permitted to be in the Marvel Universe for a time, you know, mm-hmm. for, like, basically, you know, this next phase will be very much that, very much Taika Waititi, you know. Yeah. They'll try and have that humor coming back and back and back, but they'll always go back to the main groundwork being a Russo Brothers Favreau feel mm-hmm. to the universe. And I think that's why I like these movies so much, not because they're superheroes, but because of John Favreau and the Russo Brothers and what they've done for this franchise, you know? And uh, Civil War is, like, the perfect culmination of that for me. Um, Not just with, you know, making it, like, a quasi-Avengers movie, but it's... It's totally... It's an amazing Captain America movie. It's an amazing movie. It's an amazing story. Mm. Um, Just about, like, every, like, pain and loss and betrayal, but also redemption and justice, pure blooded justice is such a freaking good movie adjectives yeah it's just like it adds in like just everything that you want in a movie but it has it and um it is insanely dependent on like every movie ever in the universe you know definitely uh avengers 2.5 yeah it's like more dependent on past movies than the avengers movies are dependent on other movies which is weird like this was almost a better avengers movie than the other two that came out yeah yeah and, and it's weird that they got away with, like, oh, we're going to throw in all these different characters, too, that it's not going to be just focused on Captain America. It's still totally his movie, mm-hmm. but it's, like, we get so much great character development from pretty much everybody. Yep. Yeah. Like, everybody is expanded upon well, and it's amazing, because I didn't know if they'd be able to pull it off at first, or if they would, I'd kind of feel like no matter what is going to seem a little not very genuine it'd feel mm-hmm. a little um what's the term 
fabricated by like yeah. <laughs> the team that's just trying to get some like action figures made. So, like, how many characters can we fit in this movie? But yeah, it's done so well. Like I said, the introduction of mm-hmm. Spider-Man, who was not originally supposed to be in this movie. They literally made mm-hmm. a deal to throw him in last second. Yeah. Even that is seamlessly somehow seamless. put into the movie. Seamless. Yeah. And it's like, how did they even get away with that? Mm-hmm. And introducing new characters, uh, like, like, like Black Panther, mm-hmm. which that is a great introduction to him and to mm-hmm. his world, something we had not seen at all yet. Mm-hmm. You get to see, uh, you know, Ant Man just shows up also at some point, <laughs> which he fits in perfectly. Fine yeah, you barely that. even need an origin story for him. He's just there, and mm-hmm. he's like, you yeah, know he's what he does right off the bat. He shrinks and grows. And, and you get you new know. stuff from him too. You didn't know that he could get mm-hmm. big up until that point. And and that, like, oh. that, that orange slices line was that was, <laughs> that was improvised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody have any orange slices? Vision, you get full vision fight like. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just vision yeah, and his creepy full... dad vision. Just... I guess, yeah. <laughs> and you get some, like, failures from, like, all the characters. And you get, yeah. like, an actual, like... It's like a conflict you really actually buy. It's not... It's not like a conflict that... Everyone relates to it. And it's not in a way that, like... You question why someone relates. It's like when people were saying, Oh, I relate to Thanos. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I think you mean, like he has good mo- motivations. I don't think you're supposed to say you relate to him. But, like, mm-hmm. in this movie, like, you relate to everybody's, like, mm-hmm. yeah. like feelings and why they do what they do. Yeah. And, I don't know, like, this is where I really started buying the whole, like, Bucky and Captain America relationship, mm-hmm. which in the last two movies, I mean, it was there, and I believed it, even though it was kind of a bit of a stretch for me to think, oh, there's two guys now that somehow survived 70 years. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, I'm like, wow, I really buy all that. Now he really is just trying to save the dude. And I, re- I like the villain. The mm-hmm. villain is very low-key. He's very yeah. just... Yeah, dude. <laughs> he's very straightforward. He's like, screw these guys. My family died. I hate them. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. That's all it is. <laughs> and I'm like, people might think that's too simple. There's not enough there. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. Have your whole family die, and then just, like, you have nothing left, and the yeah. guy was already a bad guy before. Yep. So what kind of guy... What, a guy like that, what is he going to do when he pretty much loses all that he had left? Like, yeah. you know, that's what he does right yeah, there. Yeah, so good. I love it so much. And even, like, the minor villain, like, Crossbones, I can't remember his name in the comics, um, but he's the... one of the head agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Winter Soldier, and mm-hmm. it, they have a lot of foreshadowing, like... He's getting ready to fight Sam Wilson, and he's got, like, this weird, like, X thing harness on, you know? Yeah. And then, like, oh, man. And then just a sweet beginning to the movie with, like, this fight in Lagos. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I love, that's I think my favorite thing about Marvel movies is the inclusion of minor villains. Especially when you get to, like, Thor Ragnarok, and you have, like... <laughs> Scourge Executioner, and you have <laughs> a little bit of Surter in, and it's like weird, and like, but it, it makes sense, you know. And that's that that's been like my favorite, I think so far. There's been all these like minor villains, and and uh, Crossbones thrown, getting thrown in there is really cool, because then it, that even ends up getting tied into Spider-Man: Homecoming. I didn't realize um, until it was like the last viewing. I googled it, like when you know they're dealing out, you know old weapons, whatever, you know, that 
the shock gauntlet is Crossbones gauntlet. Is it? It's the exact same one. They say when they're going after the inventory list or the inventory list, they say like, oh, like uh, shock gauntlet from Lagos, and like oh. it's the one. So it's just so cool how they interweave all that together. But cool. yeah, Civil War is just my movie of movies, man. I love it. So it was number ten on my top ten of all time list, and I love Chris Evans. I love. Um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yep, Robert Downey Jr. Arguably Sebastian his Stan. best movie. Sebastian Stan, that was the name I was looking for. And then just everyone else. Tom Holland freaking kicks butt. The best Black Panther, I will stand my ground until I die, <laughs> is in Civil War. Yeah, man. Like, if you didn't hear my, that podcast, let me just tell you now. The Black Panther that we get in Civil War is infinitely better than the Black Panther we get in Black Panther. His like suit it. is a million times cooler. It is not some digital nano suit. It's like an actual suit you have to put on, which is cooler. Everyone agrees that analog is better. It's like vinyl or anything else, you know. And he just he fights like a cat. He doesn't fight like a cat in Black Panther, but he does in this movie. He looks serious and stoic, like he looks convicted, like he's he's had he's looking for justice, you know. And I'm like, this is the Black Panther I'm excited for. An angry I Black want Panther? a movie like this, you know. And I didn't get that in Black Panther. But I did get it in Civil War. So anytime I want to see some good Black Panther, I watch Civil War. You hear me, world? Yeah. He absolutely hates Black Panther <laughs> if you do not, if you can't read that. I don't absolutely saying. hate it. He I think it, it is the so most much. overhyped thing in the world. He's making eye contact with me because he knows I don't I feel obligated. No, okay, whatever. We'll get to it eventually. <laughs> but, dude, the Black Panther in Civil War is superior and. I love it so much. His whole story in it is so good. Um, yeah, I freaking... I love every character. I love everything. I love Thunderbolt Ross. I love the Raft stuff. I love Hawkeye getting thrown in the last little bit in it. and um, I love the quasi-romance between Vision and and uh, Scarlet Witch. and um, They never call her Scarlet Witch, ever. Mm-hmm. That's weird. They always just call her... <laughs> They call her witch a couple times. You witch. They call her. They said, "Well, what happened to witch?" I can't remember which parts of which movie, but usually they call her Wanda. But I think it's when they're fighting they call her witch, maybe. But I could be completely mistaken. Leave us a comment if I'm wrong. The only problem I have with this movie is I don't like Captain America's relationship with Peggy Carter's Agent Thirteen. I don't. Like that. I love it. I get so excited every time. So stupid. But that's it. Um, this is number three for me. Number one. Really? Number freaking one. Number two for me. It's number six for me. I'll permit it. (laughs) You have my blessing. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Let's move on to uh, Doctor Strange. And that's crap. (laughs) Yeah. Crap. Let's move on. It's good. But it's taken. Um, no, that was from Spider-Man. Oh, too. we didn't even go over the Doctor Strange reference in Winter Soldier. Well, I w- yeah, he really quickly <laughs> it's says weird. Stephen yeah. Strange. Yeah. Which, he says it. Yep. Which to me, okay. so is that supposed to take place after Doctor Strange got his powers, or were they just worried about the Doctor, Doctor Strange? <laughs> well, they're saying it's an algorithm, so it must be one of the main people in the algorithm that they were looking out for. He's still good at surgery. Mind, so... <laughs> Yeah, somehow. I mean, honestly, or maybe though, he was. Maybe he... Because they don't say exactly when, so maybe he is already... Well, he's already, like, by the time we in meet him... In training in the In Ragnarok, he's already a master. 
I, of sorcery. Yeah. I do buy, though, that, like, it, that still could take place before he got his powers, because they probably would be worried about the world's greatest surgeon, because he could literally save anyone they're trying to destroy. I suppose. Technically. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Doctor Strange, I will say, this was the one. I, everyone said it was going to be either, uh, when it came out, it was either going to be uh, Thor or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant-Man that was going to kill this streak. And I said, if there's any of these that are going to kill it, it's going to be Doctor Strange. I think mm-hmm. this is the only one that could really, critically it could flop, and commercially it could flop, mm-hmm. and then it didn't. And I said, if this one succeeds, then they will never fail. There's no way after this one. Mm-hmm. And this one still was good. It made good money, and it still got good reviews. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's not bad. It's just not amazing i think it looks good but it's nothing i've never seen in inception basically which is everyone's argument i think yeah. and that really is see i've never at, seen inception yeah i haven't seen inception. oh my gosh <laughs> what yeah, you guys can leave it's <laughs> disregard good. anything that zach and it. chloe have ever said on this podcast <laughs> i've asked to borrow it yeah i think natalie has it right no i think jared has it right now oh well so, i don't sorry so your fault it's on dvd Blu-ray. <laughs> I uh I I think it looks good and I like that uh <laughs> wait wait a minute I'm gonna find out his name for a second but uh I think it's Michael Scott Pena Michael Scott no Michael Stolbarg is Marmaduke that, real quick he's the he's the he's the surgeon who's like an a hole to Doctor Strange mm-hmm. he's in like a lot of movies I love him but okay. he um yeah he's in Men in Black three is the one thing I remember. <laughs> He's in Steve Jobs. He, no, he's a good actor, mm-hmm. but he's really quickly in Doctor Strange. I'm like, oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. But I really, I like, I like the action sequences, and I like all the, uh, I like Doctor Strange himself. I mm-hmm. love Benedict Cumberbatch. Everyone was like, he's too similar to Tony Stark, yeah. which kind of, but like, I think there's something about him that's just more of like a full of himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, tool in a way which he almost doesn't lose that after he becomes Doctor Strange Tony Stark changed a lot when he becomes Iron Man mm-hmm. Doctor Strange didn't really change at all which I almost mm-hmm. kind of like admire about him yeah. he's still just kind of a full of himself loser even though he like now he's just like he, he like takes these magical arts and he takes it seriously and he actually respects them but he's still like a full of himself douche as you see in Infinity War and in mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ragnarok, but I, I'm glad that they actually introduced real magic into Marvel now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I would kind of wish that they kept Thor more magic and not as sciency as they explained it. Because I don't know, I just feel like having the magic is funner. I like it. I think, like, I, I wasn't a big fan of the villains. You know, no, the villains I think they're pretty <laughs> yeah. boring and just not scary. I didn't like the Dormammu, like how he looked. Mm-hmm. I think the very beginning, though, like of of Doctor Strange, where they like Steal the he strip so. cuts off this guy, the librarian's head. You know, like pretty graphic for <laughs> a Marvel movie, like one of the darkest moments. Yeah. Um, and then from then on, this he's not scary. So it's like they tried to set the tone, but it didn't quite sink in. Mm-hmm. Um. That I'm not a big fan of. And then um, the whole, like, like Wong saying, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, the Avengers protect the world from physical threats or we protect it from, like, mystical ones, mystical ones or spiritual threats, which, like, it makes sense on paper. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're like, 
So, like, when Ultron was going to destroy the Earth, like, you were like, yeah, it's not, it's not <laughs> mystical. It's, we're not going to do it. Avengers no. got it. We'll okay. wait, we'll wait. You guys got this one? Like, I'm like, are you serious? You're just said this? And then they, you know, when Thanos shows up, they don't hold to the mystical stuff. They actually yeah. engage in it. So, that's the only other thing. I'm like, you can't tell me that you just don't do anything when something's serious. Like, <laughs> if you're in New York during the, the alien invasion, like, where was that you know sorcerer supreme you know or whatever you know so otherwise yeah it's it's not a bad movie it looks good i like you know the idea of doctor strange i'm glad that he's in the universe and that they've crossed that threshold i really like uh the white witch but i can't remember her name baldy um you're talking Matilda about Swinton. Matilda Swinton. yep i really like her a lot really like um, the effects in this movie. I think this mm-hmm. is probably the best effects we've had in any of the mm-hmm. Marvel movies, honestly. Really? Yeah, I think that. Cause I haven't I, seen it on Blu-ray yet. I think it's got a lot more to uh, handle. It's not like something... Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like the Captain America movies and Iron Man movies, they have special effects in that, but it's not like they're, they're mostly mm-hmm. set in the real world. This movie gets funky and all over the place. I think the effects are... It looked expensive. Yeah, but I don't think it was better than like Infinity War effects. We'll get to that. Okay. I don't. You agree? Okay. I'll talk about that later. Nice. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I just was surprised by like how much I liked it because I didn't. I was expecting this to be the one to be like, nope, this is a big failure. But I Mm -hmm. still got really interested in it. It was a time travel movie, so I mean, it's gonna win there no matter what. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but it definitely was like the first one of the Marvel movies where I began to see that pattern of, wow, this is like how all their origin stories are. Like, they're all kind of the same, like, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. They do them well, but you can definitely start seeing some repetition in how yeah. they do them. And I'm glad that, you know, after that, though, it pretty much. Because I was continuing off of, like, Ant Man with how they were doing their, like, origin stories, and I was like, well, is this how they're all going to be? But then Spider-Man Homecoming came out, Black Panther came out, and I was like, okay, so they're doing different stuff now, never yeah. mind. So the, it really quickly went away, too. So it's just, they're really they're really good at, um, in real time, recognizing some of their faults, even if they're not, like, you know, globally known. If people aren't really complaining about them, they still mm-hmm. recognize, like, faults that they have and fix them real quick. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about it? I... Nah, that's pretty much it for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so this is 16, actually. 16 for me, too. Yeah. It was 11 for me. 17. What? 11. I'm really interested to hear you guys' list at the end of this. Oh, I yeah. must say. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I was super excited for this one. I was real excited for it, too. I got a huge group of people together to go see it. Yeah. But more because like it was like we were all going to a comedy, not that we were going to see a Marvel movie. What did you think of it in the end? In the end, it was like yeah. that's kind of what it was. It was just a. I did not like the story at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really liked the, like the golden race of people. And yeah. I, don't, I can't remember what they called them. The that like golden people, the golden mm. race of people. In the comics, I think they're supposed to be the Church of Universal Truth. 
Because they have the high, they call her the high priestess. The sovereign race. Oh yeah, the sovereign. The sovereign. They call him the sovereign. Yeah, and then her name is. I think they call her the high priestess. But Only in the they comics, can use the Goldie word. There's a planet full of like people exactly like that called the Church of Universal Truth, and then their leader is the the matriarch. And like it's basically the exact same thing. So I think it's just like they changed it up a little bit. That would flow a little bit better for a space movie. But anyway, I wasn't super into them. Like the, I, I liked it, but super uppity and annoying and like yeah they. They were too good to even like. Have that's their why own I like it because they like, were like. Fight. That's why I thought it was fun because it was like the guardians know. are the exact opposite. They're like, don't care, don't you know, whatever you know. And then, as soon as like the promotional stuff for it was like pretty hard to avoid for guardians too, and so the storyline is like so obviously straightforward that it's not it, it's completely predictable. It's mm-hmm. not unpredictable at all, and. uh but I thought it looked really good. Like, I think it looked more impressive than the first one. And the comedy was really good, but definitely really forced, especially with Drax. You know? A lot of overdone. I don't like Mantis. Me neither. I like, I, I like her in Infinity War, but I did mm-hmm. not like her in this at yeah. all. Um, I loved Yondu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best part of the movie. Um, didn't like Star-Lord <laughs> in it, except for the final fight scene basically when he becomes Pac-Man for a second. Weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some weird shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I didn't mind the final fight scene with Ego. I liked the idea of Ego, but it was just, like, too straightforward to be, like, yeah, I don't know. As big of a baddie as he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I was almost more interested with the Rocket, Groot, and, uh... Yondu's storyline yeah when yeah. there's like a mutiny and everything yeah more, more than more than fun, the yeah. stuff going on yeah on Ego, i was gonna say it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it, those parts i was way more engaged and i was, like those are the parts that i remember mm-hmm. when i think about it and then i'm like oh yeah ego and his planet like whatever. yeah that whole thing made me mad too because the whole time with on ego's planet you're waiting the entire movie. I'm like, okay, when's he, when is he going to reveal he's the bad guy? Because we're exactly. all waiting for it. And exactly. that ticked me off. Because I'll give him this. Ego, written writing-wise, probably isn't a great villain. Mm-hmm. But it's because of Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell mm-hmm. makes him great. Yep. Yeah. And yep. he was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. But, man, for a while, I was almost kind of hoping they would pull a Mandarin and maybe trick us into thinking... Oh, that he is not... actually a solid dude. <laughs> well, because, well, because everybody, you know, I'd already said, you know, he's one of the biggest bad guys in the Marvel Universe and the Guardians Universe. Mm-hmm. He's, he's it. And I was kind of hoping, like, yeah, but maybe they'll do something different. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll find out, you know, because I've said this before, it's kind of cliche at this point to make, you know, the so not obvious bad guy the bad guy. Like, what if they actually just made him a good guy? Like, Mm -hmm. what if it was, like, the planet itself was turning against him or something? Like, what if it's something else? But instead, we get this scene where he sits there trying to manipulate his son, and then he says... That's why I had to kill your mom. And I'm like, what are we doing? That is the yeah. worst written line in the entire yep. cinematic universe. Yep. I'm dead serious. It might as well have been a Martha scene. That was <laughs> terrible. And then what do you do right after that? You know, you have a great reaction from Star-Lord. And you're like, okay, ter- terrible writing, but maybe they could do something. They're going to make mm-hmm. him real mad. 
instantly turn him into David Hasselhoff, and I'm like, I'm done. This movie, are you kidding? Yeah, I liked the David no, Hasselhoff. I, no, I was I, like, okay. I, I get, okay, it made, it made people laugh, yeah. but it took me out of the movie. I was like, yeah. this movie. I was is, already out of it, but I was still entertained. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, at that point, I'm like, yeah. I can't take this seriously. I'm like, the last movie yeah. made me cry in the first two minutes, mm-hmm. and this movie makes me think, what, what are you doing? Like, why would yeah. you cut to that? Why would you make this scene that you already... It's supposed to be serious, and you already kind of ruined it with bad writing. But now you're mm-hmm. now you're gonna make it less serious, and it, yeah, it was not it just everything with that was just boring because mm-hmm. we all knew it was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And then when they reveal it, they revealed it in the most simple way, like they just didn't know how to reveal it. Yep. I'm like, yeah, come on, man, I know you're better than this. Yeah, and. I'm not even mad because, like you said, the Rocket and uh, Yondu stuff was way better. This was mm-hmm. pretty much Yondu's movie. Mm-hmm. I love the Taser face. I was just going to say that. It's a metaphor! <laughs> uh, <For> what? <laughs> that was it's great. very Hello from the Magic Tavern. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the scene is basically just Hello from it's the Magic just, Tavern. It's just Chunk yeah. <laughs> talking to someone. I, one thing I hate about when they did this and then they did Infinity War is how they had to split everyone up all the time. Yeah. They yeah. split them up in Guardians 2 and then they split them again in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And it's, like It's called the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, what? I don't know. What, well, it worked with Infinity on. War, but with in that one, like like I said, I love the mutiny stuff, but like what why I liked the first one so good is because they're always together. Yeah. They're all together fighting, escaping the same stuff. And it's hard because they're all have different ways of escaping and fighting and like Groot's an idiot and like Rocket can't be trusted and Drax doesn't care about anyone but himself and like Gamora and Chris Pratt are like the only ones who actually have like a level head, you know? And then you divide them up and it's not as fun because they're not all together. Yeah trying to do the same task. Yeah. And that's you know? why, like, the very end is so fun when, like, they're all fighting ego. Yep. Like, they're all working together. Mm-hmm. And they're, I mean, they're all kind of doing their own thing in the fight, but they're, Eventually, like, they get back together. Yeah, it's fun like, again, but, yeah. <laughs> Up until then, yeah. So, I don't know. This movie, it's, like I said, the whole diorama part or whatever, the, the giant yeah. egg yeah. description mm-hmm. of his life is kind of, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, I really liked the Nebula and Gamora stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. The the tension building up to it, and then that like little fight scene underground was super cool. Looked really good. I didn't like Nebula until this movie. I really liked her in the first one, but then I also liked her a lot in this one. So, because I knew she'd eventually become good ish, you know, antihero she level. Just seemed like annoying to me in the first one. Mm-hmm. Like not like enough to ruin the movie or anything. Just yeah. like someone I don't really care about but the second movie like mm-hmm. the relationship really like blossomed I guess yeah on screen so it's good I bought their relationship more in this movie like the weird dynamic that they have but like I said it's all gotta be divided up so we only get so much of it and even then mm-hmm. their storyline's not really divided up for much longer cause they end up meeting up with Star-Lord later anyway mm-hmm. so they're kind of all on the same planet the whole time this is a better looking movie than the first one and it definitely has humorous moments but like I thought it went way too far oh yeah and super it's, forced it's still good but it was like oh, man I don't want to have to rewatch it at yeah. this point cause it's, like, this is a movie I would put in with a group of friends and like not care cause we're all gonna have a good time yeah but this wouldn't be a movie where I'm like I need to show you an amazing movie I would never put this in <laughs> you know 
but for me, this is number 13. Yeah, this is number 11. It's 14 for me. It's number 9 for me. It's pretty high for number 9. Yeah, I liked it. I, yeah, I, I saw it twice in theaters. That was really good. This is, I stopped buying them after Doctor Strange because I knew eventually I'd transition to Blu-ray. Um, so I, haven't, I don't own anything past Doctor Strange. I have all the other ones on DVD, though. Now we move on to Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, really, I really like that they use the song at the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, what do you know? <laughs> I'm wearing a Ramon shirt right now. Now, if you don't hear it in the mic, Justin was playing Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones. I when they said they were gonna make a Spider-Man movie, I was like, great, another Spider-Man movie. Like I was, I get why they have to make it, but just do something different, and I'll be. That's all I need Mm because I love Spider-Man. It's very hard to disappoint me with Spider-Man unless you're Amazing Spider-Man too. I hope to God we get to that someday so I can Mm -hmm. sit for an hour and trash that movie. But (laughs) I hate that movie. That is one of the worst I've ever seen. But Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um. Everything about it, when it was getting announced, was like, wow, they're maybe actually going to do this great, because, mm-hmm. like, Michael Keaton is the villain, and uh, Tom Holland is already great, and uh, Civil War, and I was so happy. I wasn't expecting much out of this, I guess, because it's like, it's, I've, we've all seen Spider-Man many times, and yet, this movie still gave us something different. Like, I couldn't believe just actually how good this movie was. I did not expect this to be... Uh, of all of the MCU movies released in 2017 to be my favorite mm-hmm. yeah it was because yeah. I don't know it was still like unique it was as everyone has said before it's a John Hughes movie for like the modern age mm-hmm. and it's amazing what's up <laughs> I don't know what do you, you all think of it I liked it I all I was hoping for was that it was better than the previous Spider-Man movies that was the only hope I had going into this, and I was Pleasant happy. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Uh, it was, like, really contained, like, street-level-wise, which I really liked. Like, Vulture isn't, like, a really big villain or anything, and Spider-Man's really a street-level hero, so it, like, really works. Mm-hmm. And I love that they actually made him, like, a young kid. Oh, yeah. Me too. Like, Thank that, you. That's such a big change compared to the other movies, because... Tobey Maguire was only in high school, like, the first one, for, like, a minute. And he was, like, a 40-year-old man from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, they, have, they kept always having to rush to graduate them. And that was one of my problems with Amazing Spider-Man 2, was that, hey, the first one, at least, they didn't graduate him right away. But then the second one, that's the first scene. I'm like, stop graduating him. I'm like, we yeah. have seen superheroes who are adults. We don't have one that's a kid. Let him be a kid. And yeah. this one, they actually hired someone who looks like he's 16. Yeah. Like... And they're going to keep him in high school for probably the majority of his film. So, good on that. That makes it different. And I also like him having, like, Ned <laughs> as, like, a I mean, sidekick, quote-unquote. Goebbels has have some <laughs> comments about Ned, but I, I hate Ned. I love you hate Ned. Ned? Ned's stupid. Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought Ned was great. Uh, I love Ned. Yeah. Two... The guy in the chair? Like, I... I hate when people make movies about kids, but don't but they think that all kids act like one way and then they for some reason it was someone's idea to idealize as 
like Ned to be Ned, and they're just I hate that what, so what much. Do you, what do you mean? Because like usually just, friends kind of act similarly, but not like that. I've I have i do not know anyone who acts like that, and the people who act like that like <laughs> I don't know I don't want to say mean. don't have any friends, but like they like in high school like that's not I don't know. They just didn't wasn't fun for me. I was just like I had to suffer through every Ned scene. I just could not wait for him to get off screen again, you know? I mean, he wasn't, like, the best part, but I liked him in it. <sighs> no. Like, his unofficial, like, tech mm-hmm. nerd sidekick person who helps him out. It's yeah, like I wish thing. if they were going to give him friends, though, they would have gave him more friends similar to, like, like, like in, in, like, Kick-Ass, you know? Sure. Like, the friends I had then, kind of. Um, especially, like, uh, is it Peter Evans or Evan Peters? Evan Peters. Evan Peters, like that, you know? Or even, like, I like how they kind of made Flash the kind of modern bully he was, because that's kind of how modern bullies are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'd be okay with if they would have made the friend, like, that even friendly type of humor, like making fun of each other type of thing, and that be, like, the best friend, and then have an even more classic white Aryan jerk jock Flash, so like, from want, like, the Spider-Man. Like, Harry Osborn, then? Well, neither of the Harry Osborns that we got in Spider-Man or Amazing Spider-Man. But just, <laughs> no. like, Ned is, like, just is too, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to hang out you with Ned. You're the Spider-Man I would. I don't want to hang out with Ned, ever. <laughs> like, you know? Like, I relate to Tom Holland, but I feel like I would want Tom Holland to relate to someone other than Ned. I don't know. I just to didn't. say, like, they made, like, another Spider-Man movie and they introduced Harry... As, like, this arrogant, kind of, like, he's the rich kid. And, like, he's cool, but he's, like, so cocky. Kind of like a really young, like, Tony Stark, but, like, not as smart. And, like, just becomes friends with Peter. Would you like that? It would depend on who, like, how he was being played, I guess. Yeah. You know? Because I, I mean, Harry Osborn seemed realistic in Spider-Man, but that's not the kind of... St- that's not what this Spider-Man is, so you can't have that. And then the Harry Osborn from The Amazing Spider-Mans was completely different, you know? I didn't like that one at all. And it, I liked it because, like, they're both a couple of, like, not weirdos, but just, like, introverts that became friends, and that I seems like a realistic it. relationship I to me. It so much. But I just don't like Ned. I just don't like it. I also don't like, like, MJ in it. Michelle? No, yeah, I didn't like Don't like her. And her and Ned are, like, equal to me. I mean, I could see, like, uh, like, Harry's the new kid at the high school or whatever, and he, like, takes an interest in Peter for some reason. Like, they start to hang out, and then, like, Ned gets jealous. And then, like, I don't know, he kind of becomes more devious. Ned becomes more devious? He doesn't have the capacity. He's Ned. (laughs) Ned does not have the capacity. Like, as the guy in the chair, just, like, kind of being a dick to Peter, just because, like, Peter's, like, hanging out with Harry. Ned's I don't gonna think be the so. villain. Actually, Ned, Le- Ned Leeds is the name of the Hobgoblin in the comics. I promised you Ned would But never, I can never see that. Ever be the villain. That I can see Ned happen. being the villain. I mean, I can't see him being a villain. Die. Just, like, being anything. We can make a list of people least likely to be villains in the MCU. Ned wouldn't even be on the list because it's just so. No. Like, no That's one would even. Okay, I'm not Ned saying that is carnage. What's <laughs> well, all part of my plan, Peter? I will take you down and I will become Spider Man. I can see that happening. Him getting a Spider Man suit in the next one. 
Ned? Oh yeah, I can see no. that. I can see okay. that. Uh, just for the record, like in fact, in fact, I think I, I think I just Disney. If you're listening to this, don't do that. Disney, think Please. about the action figures. For the record, <laughs> for the love of God, I'm not don't saying do to that. make him a villain. Just like give it a aspect of like he's jealous because Harry is hanging out with Peter and like. Oh, that could happen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm he could get jealous, but he's not going to become a villain. Though. I never said villain. <laughs> no, you guys. No, that was You know what? Here's the thing. Like, I never said he's Spider-Man, a villain. Spider-Man's Homecoming's writing was like much more unique than that. I don't really see them going that route with the sequel because they already movies have already done that and this movie at least was trying to avoid what's been done before we've never really seen a superhero movie before where someone's being influenced by well I mean for one the current events of superheroes existing but also Mm -hmm. being directly influenced by a superhero which I thought was really awesome like that's kind of a unique story this movie also had you know the misfortune of having movies predated that people remember fondly so it has to kind of do something different from all those because if they do the same thing people are going to be mad and they also you know have to deviate from the cheesiness of the originals mm-hmm. and from you know being almost too chill of a tone that the other ones had the Amazing Spider-Man which I mean the second one wasn't really chill but it went too out there they have to deviate from all of those and try to do something completely different to make audiences happy and I think they succeeded and uh had a good villain, you know, a grounded villain who you know, was just a blue-collar working man who got screwed over by the system, and that's, like, basically what he is, and he has to do this sort of illegal activity. He has a great twist in it that I ruined for Goebel, and uh, <laughs> he's also, um, I don't know, Tom Holland's just great. And I know you said you didn't like uh, MJ in it. I, I did. I thought it was done really well. I'm, I'm excited for... Zendaya to come back. I'm excited to see what they do with that. I'm glad that she wasn't the focal love interest of this one. They mm-hmm. had someone else in that role instead to kind of throw you off. And this movie just has a cool tone to it. It doesn't feel like one of those... It doesn't seem like a tone that's going to age. It seems like like a John Hughes movie. Like It's definitely of this time period, but it's mm-hmm. also going to age really well still. And, I mean, unless you're 16 candles, but, like, <laughs> if you know what I mean, though, like, it just seems like it's still going to age well in the end. And it's unique. It's, it is unique. Yeah. I think the twist in it is a significant twist as far as MCU twist that we have, I guess. Like, I don't know what other big twists we've had other than, like, Civil War was kind of a bigger twist, and maybe Winter Soldier was a t- twist, twist, twist in the movie. a pretty big twist. Iron Man 3, maybe, a little bit. Um, but uh, this one was, I think, was supposed to be the biggest mic drop you've had <laughs> yet, you know? And yeah, it was, I, want, I don't want to say ruined, because I want to make you feel bad, because I fully enjoyed the movie. Um, but uh, it still was, like, impressive. I was able to process that. Man, they did a really good job with this, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm glad this movie exists. Um yeah, it's definitely the best Spider-Man movie by far. I think there's a lot in it that like they did differently that we haven't seen yet. Like instead of Spider-Man always swinging around buildings, he's swinging around like suburbia, you know? Yeah. Through like a low level neighborhood, yes. you know? He's like fighting like, you know, uh not like muggers in an alley, but now it's like arms trading dealings like out mm. in the woods. You know, it's like 
oh, I haven't seen this yet. This is interesting. How about the yeah. fact that they actually take them out of New York even? They bring them to Washington, D.C. Yeah. It is cool because, like, of how they did it, like, him coming back, like, he just, like, <laughs> skitched, I guess, in a way, but, like, through jumping from car to car all the way back from D.C. to New York, like, is a neat idea. Um, but I'm very excited in the future for him to go back to swinging from buildings. Mm-hmm. Not just because, like, I miss it, but because now that we have this amazing Spider-Man, <laughs> I want to see him swing from some buildings. Yeah. I, you know, I want to see him in the element that, you know... And uh, it'd be cool to see him fight some villains. Like I would, I wouldn't mind them reimagining Doctor Octopus just because I'd love to see it again with this Spider-Man. Or yeah, um, I know we're anticipating uh, um, Mysterio with Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Just pretty, you know, interesting. And <laughs> you have a weird look on your face when you're saying that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to think about it completely. Have you have you seen any of the? They just released some like set photos no. of what it looks like. Yeah, some leaks. Did he not? Don't tell just, me. I won't tell you then. But okay. he just it, I, it's it, it's gonna be a lot to buy, but I th- I believe in them. I do too. Okay, I mean yeah, I do believe in them. It's just very like <laughs> someone huh. someone did come. You know? I want to know what your question was that you're gonna ask me. But... Oh well, I'll tell. Yes, and I'll leave early, and you guys. Well, I mean, <laughs> but someone commented on there, and they're like, "Put the fishbowl on him, you coward!" <laughs> so like, he doesn't true. have a fishbowl. He didn't in Don't that. Say he, that stuff. Yeah, but but he didn't in Don't that. say it. Yeah, but he didn't in that photo. They're gonna have it. Okay. Like, give me a break. Like they're gonna throw it in there, but they okay. they also have to show his face because it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, they can't get away. He's a good looking not, guy. You can't get away with having Jake Gyllenhaal in your movie and not mm-hmm. show his face. Yeah. Uh, I don't. The only other thing I really want to say about this is I get I'm a little irked that the Spider-Man costume is basically an Iron Man suit. That yeah. kind of annoys me, me because, too. and I, granted, halfway through the movie he has his original suit, which is awesome, mm-hmm. but it does annoy me that a lot of his suit is basically an Iron Man suit, which I know they do in the comics. I understand that, mm-hmm. but I think they're they could have at least done a different way of doing that especially since then we got Black Panther a couple months later which you said yeah the nano suit I hated that too it's yeah. like it's a little ridiculous that in Infinity I, War it's OP. Tony Stark had a nano suit I'm getting sick of the nano mm-hmm. like, it I, seems like they could do anything I would have rather like instead of having an AI in his Spider-Man suit like just have like a paper like manual <laughs> like, that he has to just carry around for him to, uh, <laughs> that'd be like, really <laughs> funny actually that'd be he real funny he just has to like flip through it That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Like he, that's why he has a backpack on all the yeah. time. because he's just like carrying just around like the manual. Big phone book stuff. That'd be I, funny. I think it'd just be way funnier. Something that like Maybe. Happy had to type up for him, like yeah. or something stupid. <laughs> That'd be good. I, yeah, I liked all. I, lo- I loved, loved Vulture. I loved the. Um, uh, why can't I? I love the Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Love Michael Keaton, does it? I'm so know. glad he's coming back. Love that he's coming back. Even if it's just a small role. I don't, I don't like care if he's in it for a minute. Like, you know? more Michael Keaton always. Like, I hope it's him and not, like, I hope they don't bring back Liz or anything like that. I hope it's just Michael Keaton. Oh, I'm know? sure. Well, he was in prison, so he'll, I don't know how they'll bring him into it. But. Well, like, he met up with Scorpion at the end, so they might yeah. either bust out, or maybe he's, like, all of a sudden turns good, like, Loki style, and he, like, wants to protect Peter from Mysterio and Scorpion or something. You know, I think, I think that could be the case like he's gonna protect him but he's not like he's gonna be part of like the Sinister Six but he's gonna, mm-hmm. gonna like not wanna be killing Spider-Man yeah, he'll end up saving him in the end or 
something. We like, keep sacrificing himself. We keep forgetting that Marvel Studios, who is brilliant to make some other good decisions, has to team up with Sony, who just doesn't know how to do anything. I mean, their Venom movie's coming out in a couple of days, and yeah. I already heard the initial reaction. Yeah, me too. It's not going to be good. Yep. And you can tell that they still want to have their own Spider-Man universe. They're, ma- they're making an animated film this year, which actually looks, looks amazing. Really yeah. good. It Did looks you like see the new trailer? Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, it, it looks like it potentially could be the best. Was that into the Spider Verse? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That one looks. They've like, had trailers out for almost a year. There's well, a yeah, new there's trailer. a new one, and that it came really, out today. it really shows off the art style. Like it's yeah. gonna be something. I'm excited great. for it. Really shows off. And uh, like, but you can tell they still want to make their own movies because, like, originally planned with the Amazing Spider-Man. Well, was their Sinister Six idea, mm-hmm. which was totally spun off from the fact that they there was a Suicide Squad movie coming out, so they were like, we gotta do Sinister Six. And in this case, with the ending of Spider-Man Homecoming, it felt less like a, you know, a preview into Spider-Man you know, Homecoming 2, and it felt more oh, like, like oh, is Sony still gonna try to do Sinister Six? But I will say this, if they do it under Marvel, if Marvel actually works with them, and mm-hmm. They keep Michael Keaton, that could potentially be great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> honestly. Absolutely. But, you know, everything else, I don't think they're going to go that route. I think Michael Keaton's going to become a good guy. And mm-hmm. if he shows up, he's going to show up. I don't know, have him show up in prison with, you know, did, just, Justin Hammer. Did the Tinker <laughs> get away? Tinker? The, the guy who. Is like, he supposed to be the. A, he was the. Is that an actual the villain? Was he supposed to be the Tinker? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I know that was a Very subtle. The, but he, I think the guy he, who was working with Michael Keaton, the guy who like, yeah, built up I know the yeah. character, but does he like a comic book character? Yeah, the oh, okay, I didn't realize that was a. Did he get away? I thought so because I I don't really remember him showing up later, so he probably did. I could see him just like building all yeah. the sinister six. Well, did like, you notice that the vulture suit uh, was actually in Amazing Spider-Man Two when they were building up Sinister yeah. Six? Yeah. They used literally the same design because I think they were already planning on doing the Vulture for like Amazing Spider-Man Three. In fact, I bet you a lot of script notes from Amazing Spider-Man Three. They had the I know over. I remember seeing like they had the the Doctor Octopus arms and then they had the Scorpion tail and mm-hmm. they had the, the Vulture, Vulture arms. Or those are the only three I recognized because they had already had Rhino out by then. Yeah, but. they had Rhino. But it's funny though. I just thought it was like well, it's like literally the same kind of mechanical looking design but mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man Homecoming is my number six mm-hmm. my number eight this is my number ten oh it's in the wrong order sorry <laughs> I did something and it got messed up Where Spider-Man Homecoming is number twenty <laughs> number thirty-eight it's terrible <laughs> it's number nine it's right behind <laughs> BVS <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I was like, what <laughs> song is this? I'm the, this is like the scene from the movie. Yeah. Alright, if you can't hear this, Justin is currently playing the scene from Thor Ragnarok, um, where, is it Cashmere? Immigrant or song. Immigrant song, why do I think Cashmere? Immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to keep watching the movie, it's too great. <laughs> um, I love... Tessa Thor Thompson Ragnarok? walking in the scene. This is like the most beautiful shot in the entire MCU. It's just her walking with those fireworks in the background. I'm sorry, I'm just. I love this movie a lot. 
Talk about, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which I didn't think they did humor good at all. I thought Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. did it well. But I agree that they they kind of went a little too far at times, but uh, I still think it's amazing. Too far with Thor Ragnarok? With the like humor? humor? Oh, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of forced humor in it, for the, sure. The, what was it, the... The giant's anus or whatever the that I loved that, that was humor was perfect I, I, I for me because it's saying. like because it really only happened in that realm you know in that in uh, Sakar or Tikar Sakar Sakar yeah um, and I love that's like part of that realm is just outrageous you know um, for me the forced humor is like when they're talking like when they lose the Hulk in the crowd and it's like the Hulk parade and like they're walking around and he's talking about, he's like, oh, I'll just disguise myself like this or whatever. It's the little stuff like that that irks me. I'm like, this is forced. Or like most of of Bruce Banner's lines were super forced. Like I enjoyed him, but he felt like very inconsistent with any character we've ever seen of him, you know? And he didn't seem... You know, it felt like infinite, like Infinity War. He was good, but it felt like they had to bend to the will of Ragnarok because, like, they had made him such a different, weird kind of character with it. I don't know, but I, I do, I love the movie. It's really good. Um, Storyline is all over the place, um, and at first I didn't like that it was all over the place, but it didn't bring down like my rating for it. It was just like a personal preference, and then I watched it three times, and um, now I'm very much okay with it i've made amends with it 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 doesn't feel like the end cap for a trilogy feels like a sequel Mm. um i don't want them to make a fourth thor movie because i love trilogies and just having the trilogy there short and sweet um but it doesn't it feels like it could have it you know Mm -hmm. if that were a thing so um i love i love chris Hemsworth and i love loki i love Heimdall. <laughs> yeah, um, really I love it. Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. Uh, I really like um, Korg and Meek. Yeah. I think those those I two are pretty fun. Movie. Korg I, and Meek uh, movie. <laughs> Thanks, Korg and Meek movie. Um, <laughs> I I thought like uh, I think they should kill Thor off in the final. Like the next Avengers movie. Really? I disagree, but okay. I, I the way disagree. the way because they just made okay like <laughs> to me they just made Thor interesting. Like I actually like him now. So. But like I think just how Thor Ragnarok went, especially like you said, I want this to be the last one. Have it end like the way it did, and then the way um, things transpired in Infinity War because like even the director said they said this would be Thor's movie if he didn't, if he would have actually hit Thanos' head. But mm-hmm. since he failed, like, it's actually Thanos' movie then. And I was yeah. like, that's... Yeah, so he totally needs to, like, redeem himself. But I also think he needs to sacrifice himself in the next one. To end it good. Really? Yeah, I honestly think that'd be that. way too many people to sacrifice I, themselves. I think he'll live because they built him up to become the true king of Asgard and yeah. the, the new protector of his people. I think they'll he'll kill Thanos, but then he'll be like, alright, like, I'm taking my my people to somewhere safe, far away from earth and the destruction that this is coming not because he's blaming anything but he's like i'm in charge of my people now i have to watch out for them first How well, many people are actually and i think left? that they'll just go like I him don't... and the asgardians will just leave to go find a new home and then that'll be it i think we'll I... never hear from asgard again i think that they'll settle where odin told them to because you'd think so but i don't know if the russo like brothers will do that because that's more of taiki Waititi's. Well, that's also a comic book thing, though. 
Brothers. It is a comic book, but I don't think that the Russo Brothers will do that. I could be very wrong, but I think that would make the most sense to have Thor be out of it without killing him, you know, but still maintaining the legacy as the new Odin son, you know, like becoming the king. So... Son of Cole. I just I read that that joke was on that movie. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like I really like about this movie is there's been a weird thing I would say in our culture lately about praising your ancestors too much. You know, just because they're family, we're supposed to praise them. And this movie, I really think, kind of sheds light on that sort of. Uh, mindset with the fact that Odin, who is the father of Thor and Loki, they all really look up to him. Thor loves his father, but kind of finds out about the dark stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. Kind of shut out an entire group of people. Kind of hid it from the world. And, you know, it's not like it's something at the end of the movie that Odin either like says sorry for or something that like Thor hates him for like no he still accepts him as his father and everything but it's just weird that like the movie basically says no this is a thing that happened this is like Odin was not that great of a person actually Mm -hmm. in the beginning of his life he really wasn't and I was like I thought that was really interesting the way they tackled that idea because I haven't really seen any movie really ever do something like that like well superhero movie anyway that was really interesting like kind of like you know about your heroes and how they can sometimes let you down. You mm-hmm. know, almost the age-old story of don't learn, don't meet your heroes because <laughs> you, you'll find out who they really are. Yeah. But I like that part about it. And uh, I like that they kept it off of Earth. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, they did go to Earth at one point, which... Mm-hmm. That, but that was, like, really fun, too. Yeah, the whole part of Doctor Strange. Which I told... Okay, I went and saw this with my sister. She had not... She really hasn't seen... Thor or really many MCU movies mm-hmm. but I told her I'm like it was my second time seeing it. I'm like you're gonna get everything everything will be fine It's it stands alone except for the Doctor Strange stuff I'm like that will th- throw you off I'm like everything I else think so, so though. I think everything else gets explained pretty well but you don't I think the lo- the relationship with Loki is too convoluted to jump into it like that I think you kind of get it if you like you, I, I think you understand like he's an a-hole but I don't think like you fully get like he murdered a lot of people. I think people. he'd be surprised <laughs> if he's a villain, I guess, is what... Like, why is he disguised as Odin, and, like, that never really gets explained, even. And so I think, like... For me, like, when I think of the two most confusing movies to jump into and watch, other than Infinity War, is, like, a tie between Civil War and Thor Ragnarok. Really? I think they're equally as confusing to just jump into without backstory. I tested Kirsten on both of them, and both of them she was fine, but I guess... She's not really one questioning everything the whole time either. Mm-hmm. Even me when I saw Thor Ragnarok, I hadn't seen Dark World in a while, so I was actually confused at the beginning. I was like, "What is going on?" Mm-hmm. I mostly enjoyed it because Matt Damon shows up, and so does Sam yeah. Neill, which you didn't notice until yeah, I didn't know it was Sam Neill. I knew it was like clearly <laughs> Matt Damon, but there was a third person too. Yeah, I forgot who plays Loki, <laughs> but it's someone. I'll look it up right now. But no, Matt Damon plays Loki. No, I mean. Uh, Thor? Thor. Who plays... Lee, Lee, Liam Hemsworth. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Liam Hemsworth is <laughs> yeah. Thor. It's so... I only noticed uh, Matt Damon. I had no idea it was Sam Neill. It's or... funny because Liam Hemsworth got farther in the auditions for Thor or something like that. Like, he was going to be Thor. And like... Until they saw his brother Chris. Yeah. And then like Chris, him. like, auditioned. And <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> terrible brother. Something like that. 
I like uh, Jeff Goldblum in this movie. Oh, yeah. oh like, my gosh. Talk about a guy who's just this dictator and doesn't realize it. Like, cause, <laughs> you know, people, when they paint dictators in real life, they're always like, it's the Hitler dictator. Like, he totally mm-hmm. knew he was evil and everything. I'm like, yeah, but I feel like most dictators are like this guy. They don't realize how just evil mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. He's like... When he like melts that guy, he's like, "Oh, it's gonna touch my feet." Like it's, that's what <laughs> he's about. But people love him too. That's yeah, the no. thing is like the, everyone loves him. Like he's yeah. that's why he's such a good bad guy because he doesn't have like actual enemies other than like the prisoners. Well, he's like you know? not a hateable guy. Yeah, 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 that's the thing. He's like the most likable guy too. You like. can never kill him, but you definitely want to not be around. You have to yeah. escape him because he's dangerous, yeah. but you don't want to kill him. He's, he's gentle. You want to admire him from afar. Yeah. He's, he's cute, uh, just you know? out of reach of his melting stick. Yeah, yeah. Don't hit him with the melt stick. Yeah. I love Jeff Goldblum. Oh my I think gosh. a lot of his lines were completely improv, too. Sure. Um, what did you guys think of Hella, Kate Blanchett? She was hella good. <laughs> hella good. Oh, she's fine. She was good. She was good. She had her issues. She was fine. hella blank check. I like, I like her relationship with Scourge. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. Scourge is cool. Like, kind of making him kill people. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even. I don't know if he ever even did. He was about to on screen. Well, no, I mean, I like she was like screen. pressuring him to. Though. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that he did, but. And yeah, Scourge's parts where I think I laughed the hardest at Scourge parts. <laughs> yeah. The shake weight. Yeah. <laughs> the shake <goes> <laughs> my stuff. Yeah. Got these from the distant land of Texas. <laughs> Des and Troy <laughs> together. They destroy. I think her like character and like this overall story is more interesting than her herself really or what she mm-hmm. wants to do and her because like yeah. when you realize like how it all adds up and how she's like this daughter that he tried to like hide away basically you're like oh that's interesting but mm-hmm. the rest of it's like it's it's good that she's in it the right amount like she's not a huge part of it it's mostly just Thor's story of mm-hmm. trying to like trying to like gain back his power basically mm-hmm. to like yeah. you know i was hoping that she'd be like more part of the thanos stuff because like in the comics he's like courting death like he's killing all these people to like impress death or whatever and she's supposed to be and death. she's like goddess of death she's a goddess of, she's not death but she's a goddess of but death. like it could easily be like the mcu version mm-hmm. and like they could know each other at least and, yeah like, i don't know conspire could be together. something but I thought that was kind of a missed opportunity. I mean, they could still kind of do it, but... Mm-hmm. Best Hulk movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. I don't, I don't think so. I think... I mean, I love Hulk in it, hmm? but I think hmm? Age of Ultron is the best Hulk movie. Hmm? What? What? What was that? Uh, no. <laughs> Age of Ultron. I agree with Justin. <laughs> I think the Hulkbuster part is better well, than the Hulk all Buster the Hulk part scene. is a good scene, but it's not the best Hulk movie. I thought Mark Ruffalo was I didn't like, like the, the Hulk shining in it, star in this movie, and so was like Mark and, Ruffalo was, but and Chris Hemsworth's like interaction with him. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, like you said, they finally made Thor interesting. They finally they made like a lot of stuff finally kind of interesting. And like Chris Hemsworth seems like he's having more fun playing him. Yeah, yeah. De- definitely likes. He can't wait to be Thor again. Yeah, I didn't like Hulk when he's Hulk talking, because it he did not feel like the scary rage monster that he's supposed to be. Like, I know he's stuck as Hulk, but they com- they very severely downplayed him as, like, he doesn't seem intense. And, like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like it. I thought it was funny, obviously, you know, and I enjoyed the fight scenes, but I think it was a bad choice overall. 
best 80s movie of 2017 <laughs> yeah <for sure. laughs> even like the soundtrack like the like, like the, the score was like yeah it was like techno music the mm. opening like title was like oh this is like straight up like an 80s like an arcade movie. game yeah, yeah. like, like kung awesome. fury mm-hmm. people have already said it and i'll repeat it take a weed for guardians 3 mm-hmm. definitely they should probably do that yeah I don't have really, really too much more to say about it. I just, I think it's a really good mm-hmm. movie. Once again, good sequel, best Thor movie, best... Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't my favorite of that year, but like... I liked it better than Guardians of the Galaxy 2, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, where do you rank it? It's my number seven. Eight. Eight. Three. Ooh. Dang. Two Thor movies like in a row. Yeah, I love Thor. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> I'm also really it's really easy to make me laugh and if a movie makes me laugh as consistently like Thor I was laughing through the whole thing mm-hmm. and that's one easy way to get <laughs> in my like top three he's, he's telling the story to the oh my gosh that was so funny he's like in the cage he's talking to like the skull oh, yeah. and he was like turning away and he's like hold on wait till I come back around oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it when like Thor was like trying to explain to someone like how bad Loki was. One time when we were kids, he tried to turn into a snake, and then he turned back out of a snake, and he scared me, and he was like, ah, and he stabbed me. <laughs> you know, like, that, that part, I'm like, oh, man, that's incredible. That's the kind of humor that I want around, you know? the Easter egg in the play, when he's like, you, told, you turned me into a frog? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so funny, and that's, like, actually a comic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Throg is a comic book. Really? Yeah. I want that to happen though for the fourth. Never mind. There should be a fourth movie. Throg. 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 Rag- Throg. Rock. Throg. 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 All right. Now on to the worst movie in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. Right. We we already talked about Fury Dark World. Yeah. <laughs> um, well. You just hate. Never mind. Say it. I already called him a racist before. You, I'm not a racist. You hate Wakandans. No, I love Black Panther. I think it was one of the coolest characters in the Marvel Universe. You but hate the it. movie itself is garbage. I love the movie so much. The movie is what I hate. I do not hate anything else this surrounding is, it. This is what else. This was my most anticipated... Oh, I'm not quite... Infinity War is my most anticipated movie this year. Black Panther was my second most. So imagine my depression to find out it was so I bad. Was pleasantly surprised with the movie. Black Panther totally had the um, problem that since it was the first big superhero movie with black leads, in fact, probably one of the only, because I guess you can say Blade, but really, like, this was full on. Like, the entire cast was black. And it was weird, because even, like... Except for Martin Freeman. Yeah, and, uh, and for uh, and the other guy. Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis, which... If you're gonna have two white guys in your movie, you might as well have like the best white guys, those two. But like, I, I love Martin Freeman so much. He's honestly, I, it's, I feel bad, but he's my favorite part of the movie. Really? Though, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I know. And it's like, oh, really? The one white guy? I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I love Martin Freeman like way too much. I do love Martin Freeman. But like, this movie totally had the problem of, since it was the first like totally black centric uh, film, that no matter how the finishing product ended up people were going to praise it. Oh, it's kind of in the same way Wonder yeah. Woman, if that, no matter what, people probably were going to praise it. And Wonder Woman I liked, but let's admit it was a little simple. It was a little by the numbers, and 
you know, and it, it didn't have a good third act. And Why are we comparing this to War? I'm comparing it because that was the first, like, woman-led film. Oh, okay. And that, you know, despite the fact that it was a little, you know, like, by the numbers, people still praised and people still... It became one of the highest grossing films of that year. So we go to Black Panther now, which was probably going to have the same thing. And I was expecting, uh, maybe it's going to probably be by the numbers, but it's going to be huge. It's going to be the biggest thing ever because, it, and it was. But I was kind of thinking, I'm like, people are going to almost be afraid to like criticize it almost because, you know, like, oh, well, it wasn't that great. You know, I could totally see someone being afraid to criticize it. Mm-hmm. But after seeing the movie, I was like, I was surprised by just how much they decided to go with, like, a unique storyline. Especially since, well, one, this is um, an origin story, too. Mm. But they still did, like, a lot of unique stuff compared to the rest of the MCU. This was the first one I thought since Iron Man that actually talked about some real-world problems. You know, like, that one guy says, he's like, why aren't we giving these weapons to our people who are being, like... um, marginalized in other cultures. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. I'm like, this guy, this villain actually is relatable. I'm like, yeah. I'm almost kind of siding with him in a way. I'm like, why aren't they doing that? Like, they yeah. totally could. They could take over the planet. I'm like, why don't they? Yeah, why are we just they, there is, there is, country? You know what? Because, like, Black Panther has, the character himself has the hardest position of being like, no, we can't do that. We can be better than this because you're siding with him almost like, yeah, you know what? If we screwed over your race for years, you totally are allowed to grab guns and shoot us up and take us over. Go ahead. You, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's basically Black Panther basically coming down to the one notion of, no, we can't do that. Yeah. And that's his only reasoning. And that's like tough to write. Like that is a tough thing to write where your only reasoning really is, we just can't. And I think that is such a great, like, running theme throughout the whole movie of just like what is moralistically okay what's good what's bad what is truly evil because mm-hmm. you know the whole movie even by the end i was like i don't know like i could see lots of people still siding with the villain in the end being like no i agree with him like why not yeah. <laughs> and i don't know what you i i know you had problems with the movie mm-hmm. and you say you've said them before but you basically a lot of it like you didn't like the character a lot well, here's the thing: is like I love Black Panther as a character, but I think that his and this the thing is I love Ryan Coogler. Like I love created, I love Fruitvale Station, and I don't want to say I was expecting a dark movie. Like people are saying, this is gonna be the Batman of the MCU, Who said and that? <laughs> it was all over. There was yeah, there was. People and like that. I wasn't like heavily expecting it because I don't you know I don't watch trailers. I go into things pretty level headed, you know. But at the same time, you kind of expect it to be at least good, <laughs> you know? And now let me unpack this a little bit more. I thought it was insanely cheesy. Not just for the lack of seriousness that was there, but when they tried to make it serious, like, people, they were just not good actors, I guess. Like, I, I thought that, um, like, Michael B. Jordan is obviously an amazing actor and I think he nailed his role um but he was very inconsistent like I loved his motivation but his actual like he was very inconsistent with his like how he acted like he kept jot like if he's supposed to be like this like operative who topples governments overnight at the same time he's like going back and forth between serious and then joking and then like he's like 
super disrespectful to women and then like like it doesn't makes he's not level-headed enough to be a gov- government toppler you know if that makes sense um for chadwick bosman i loved him as black panther in civil war i thought he was perfect in his character he seemed very dark but not like just revenge driven like he was but when he had his resolve at the end i was like ready to see this it's like almost like beyond his years experienced black panther you know and then when this unfolds it's like not at all he's just there's nothing special about him nothing that makes him smarter than normal or king worthy he's just like any old average joe of wakanda that they just threw into it into a king role. that's all it seems like like it's just he's like he's like the rich kid that got to become king that's it like he's not really anything special and he was special in civil war they made him something about the way that they directed him and captured him seemed perfect for that and then that directing style was completely flip-flopped there was nothing cat-like about him anymore they rarely ever referenced any panther-ish like being named the black panther they call him black panther they don't say like he doesn't fight like a panther or anything he's just like (laughs) flailing and then like poor cg and like yeah the nano suit was stupid um the weird purple energy redistribution was totally overpowered and like not cool not fun because what made him cool was that like he was just a really strong dude with like this root that made him stronger in like an unbreakable suit and with that that tool he could just keep up with captain america and take out the winter soldier and just be like this cool assassiny but also like up at the front of battle type of warrior and then in in black panther it just like was out the door you know and I just felt like it just did not feel at all Black Panther. It felt like, like, honestly, what I expect Venom to be is, like, Black Panther level for right now. Like, I'm hoping that it's at least at Black Panther level. Well, we could all hope for that. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I just... So, yeah, I, I like Martin Freeman normally. I, I liked him as a CIA guy. Um, I think it was kind of... I don't understand why we had to throw him in as far and as long as we had to keep him in into the piloting stuff yeah i kind of you know andy circus i was in love with and wish that he could have been the main villain throughout the whole thing andy circus as uh claw um and then they kill him off i'm like okay i understand this but a better payoff and it just didn't pay off you know i was like yeah that's one thing i'm really mad about is that they keep they like the thing with MCU villains is they always kill them off yeah. like, in just the movie. Yeah. And then, like, after Loki, I was like, okay, well, maybe mm-hmm. they just will kind of like, stray away from that. Maybe they'll go to the raft or whatever. Yeah. I haven't seen a single villain go to the raft. Yeah, not a villain yet. Yeah. You know, I know there's the ice box and stuff. That's where supposedly um, Abomination is, and I think there's a couple others there, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. But, I, not, but not just one, but two villains died in this movie, which makes me kind of... It irks me. Yeah, I guess I don't mind that the I mind that Andy Serkis is just gone, because it was just a waste, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I loved, um, you know, Killmonger's, like, motivation, but it was inconsistent with the actual... the rest of his dialogue. Mm. And the storyline wasn't that like 
crazy. There was some couple, like like maybe two neat shots in the movie where I'm like, okay, the, the cinematography is actually neat. Like when they go up to the snow temple gorilla men thing mm-hmm. was kind of neat. Um, but the snow was the worst computer-generated snow I've ever seen. I don't get why they didn't just use normal snow for that. Um, and uh, the dream world, I thought, would be a little bit more impressive than it was. It looked just very lame. It looked, like, digitally done. It didn't, you know... I don't know. It just There's so much with it. I think that they should have... You know, like I said, I love Chadwick Bosman as Black Panther in Civil War, but in this one, I wish that because of how poorly directed Chadwick Bosman's acting was, I think they should have switched. A better idea from the start would have been to make Michael B. Jordan be Black Panther. Chadwick Bosman's just not in the movie anymore. And then had the big ape guy, the ape whatever. M'Baku. Yeah, make him Killmonger. And then have just a different guy play the ape guy. You know? <laughs> because it would be just way better. They're way better, better actors than Chadwick Bosman was. Yeah, so I don't know. I liked all of the Wakandan stuff, um, but the... I don't know, it just was a very bland movie for me. Just, just hates black people. No, that's not it in the slightest. <laughs> it's because I had so much excitement for it to have like this sweet justice in a movie, and it just was not done well. And, and I just don't get the hype for it. I don't. I don't feel obligated to like it at all. I don't. I don't feel the cultural responsibility to like this movie, and so I won't. <laughs> but that's me. I'm done arguing about it. I'm done. That will be the last yeah. time Global talks about Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still. I don't know. Like, like I said, just because of the fact that it was like the first, like entirely cast by like African Americans mm-hmm. and I was I love that though I, I, well, I know I but I mean like I was better. expecting it to be very like just by the numbers and that it would get praised no matter what just cause it's the first and I'm like yeah, yeah. they probably still could have been a good movie but I was just surprised that they did so many unique things still with it and they still mm-hmm. tied it to so many actual like black issues even like a yeah. lot of stuff like that yep. and I um that. I, I don't know like I really thought Compared to even like Creed, one of the interesting things Ryan Coogler does is that with his main characters, many times black characters in movies are always, you know, it seems like if they're a main character, they got to be in a place where they have, you know, no money. They're, and it's like, and it's like a rising kind of movie, like the Rocky story. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's always, that's how it always is uh, for black people in films because a lot of black people in real life are marginalized and have nothing. And this is how it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was surprised that in both Creed and this movie, it's actually about a guy who has everything already, and he needs to prove himself beyond that. That's what yeah. this movie does mm-hmm. with um, T'Challa. And that's the same thing that happened in Creed. You know, like, he already had all that money, and he already had the name, but he had to prove himself beyond that. And that's what they do mm-hmm. in this movie. It's very... I think they're very similar in that way. And, uh... I don't know. I still, like, really... Someone, like, even said, like, this is the most different, like, Marvel movie they've done in a long time, where, you know, where it doesn't really, it doesn't connect itself to the Marvel universe too much. I mean, it has characters come back, but it also doesn't really have the same look or feel of a, I mean, you can watch the beginning scene, like, that kind of feels straight out of, like, some kind of, oh, man, what are we going to get some, like, uh, 
like gangster film right now because they go to some yeah, just the, random the in the projects kind of yeah. area mm-hmm. to uh, meet up with these like it, it's almost it's like gang members basically mm-hmm. and like wow what kind of movie is this gonna be so I really liked oh, all I that oh I was jacked I was like yes give me more of this <laughs> And I mean, and then the rest of it's like set in this like culture that doesn't exist, but it's influenced by a bunch of different cultures. You know, props that were made for this movie, if you want to know just how important for it, it is like the Smithsonian um, Museum for African American Culture is taking props from this movie really? to show off. Like that's how important this movie is mm-hmm. to like um, African Americans. But I just saying like it was going to be important to African Americans no matter what. Yeah. It's just great that beyond that, it's also very uniquely written movie the world building of Wakanda yeah. well, it's like it's it's like off world it's like a whole different culture whole different like it's blocked off from everything else so it's like it's just it's own thing it's just really cool I mean we didn't even talk about to- so many things like uh, Shuri yeah I love the sister Shuri is so <laughs> awesome you don't like Shuri I she ugh. screw <laughs> up oh I gag about yeah, as much yeah. you for said her it, as I do for Ned her and Ned equally <laughs> as awful. What? You just hate all the colorful. Is that what you're trying yeah. to say? <laughs> I don't know. If they... The Russo brothers did a decent job with her, I'll say. But man, her humor was just disgusting. It was so... Ugh. Eye-rolling. Oh my, so dumb. I hated it. I love that part, too. Guess, I was what, like, I, <laughs> guess what I call People laughed in the theater, and I almost turned around and be like, No! Stop it! That's the only, <laughs> this is, like, the only movie that could get away with a line like that. Like, any other movie, I would have rolled my eyes. But just here, it yeah. worked. I was like, I don't know. That's <laughs> not right. I, I loved her. I, I think I loved her more than Chadwick Boseman, but... You know, I will say, like, Chadwick Boseman was actually my least favorite part of the whole movie. Even though I liked his story kind of like it was the most boring and I, in the beginning of the movie is a little slow because I, I love M'Baku I, I love him Shuri <laughs> are like my two favorite or I guess Martin Freeman too but like in Wakanda like those two are the coolest M'Baku was cool that's it they should have called him by his original name but they were too scared to do it no. oh uh in the original like in the original comic book he's like an ape man and it's oh, yeah. like well you kept calling him that too but I'm like in the original comic book oh, yeah. that's actually what he is but like man. but like <laughs> they, they had to change it because they were like I don't think people are going to respond to that well <laughs> but uh, Killmonger I don't know <laughs> I uh I this movie's number five for me it's actually one of my favorite movies this year still it's not it's number five for me as well top ten list at all this, <gasps> this year it's not even on my MC list. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's number 17. Hey, same. As much as I hate it, really? I would slightly yeah. watch it a little bit more than I think you I would want to watch. I didn't hate it. It just wasn't great for me. Like, it was okay, but like you were saying, the suit sucked. I didn't really like a lot of the tech. I thought mm-hmm. all that was thrown in there really quickly. It didn't really have a place. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, yeah... I thought it could have been done a lot better. But, I mean, I didn't hate it. He hates it a lot more than I do. <laughs> so. That's true. Thoroughly. <laughs> I thoroughly hate it. And, like, the fight scenes were too dark, I think. Like, I couldn't really mm, see exactly. what was going on. You couldn't see a single thing. I That last fight scene when they're fighting in, like, the electromagnet tunnel thing mm-hmm. was just a blur of mm-hmm. black and then some little snippets of gold and purple. 
Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh wait, the fight's over. Fight. What happened? I didn't know. Like mm-hmm. what? I saw it fine. I didn't. I saw it three times. I saw it twice in theaters. Oh no, I saw it once in theaters, once at a drive-in, and then I Blu-rayed it at Redbox and watched it at home. Blu-rayed it. Did not like it. You know, I've only ever seen it once. I should probably watch it. Each time I watched it, it got. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't know if it got quite worse. It's on Netflix. Are we ready to do the one and only Infinity War? Mm-hmm. Which we've already talked about multiple times, but you know, to go over it again, what'd you all think of it? You know, you were talking about the effects later, and you said Infinity War had the best effects. I was actually gonna say, I thought the effects in that movie were not good. Really? And I thought they were a little. I thought at times that, you know, the movie had a big budget, but obviously it was because they had to pay for so many actors to be on it. Mm-hmm. I thought at times that the movie felt a lot smaller than it's supposed to be when it's supposed to be like this catastrophic universal event mm-hmm. but that's just me i don't i don't really have too many complaints about but i will say the first time i saw it it wasn't hitting me too much the final act did mm-hmm. but the whole movie in general i was like i thought it was written in a way that i was expecting civil war to be written where it was like a little too clogged and a little too jumpy and didn't really have enough time for everybody mm-hmm and Civil War proved me wrong and ended up having tons of character development, one of the best. But this movie, Infinity War, I thought was a little too jam-packed. But it's fine because, you know, it's like we're supposed to be getting an Avengers movie like this every year. And you know, the whole point of an Avengers movie is to jam-pack everything that you can. And it's supposed to be like a fun summer blockbuster like the original. So I don't complain about it too much, but I did think it's a little stuffed. And I think that every time I watch it, but it's that final act that really saves the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, that final, like, twist, final, like, cliffhanger. The best cliffhanger ever. I mean, it's better than... Yeah, it's em- the it's best. It's better than Empire Strikes Back. It's, ever. it's yeah. so dark, and it's so... Nobody even knows. But also, it's <laughs> not dark at the same time. Like, it's... It's like, pretty freaking dark. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> killing all the people is dark, but, like... Half... Yeah. But like in the end, it, it's it's like a Thanos movie, and he like wins, and he's like just sitting there. So if you're if you're if you're one of the psychos who were on the internet saying, "Well, I relate to the Thanos," yeah, I guess in that term. Yeah. No, I mean like it was dark that he did that, but like if you watch it as a Thanos movie, like he won, and he's like he's he's at peace now. Mm-hmm. Here's my five page video <laughs> thesis on why Thanos was right. Number one. <laughs> I don't know. Then not saying he's right. Spew racist stuff as I go along because a lot of neo Nazis like this movie because they thought Thanos was relatable. <laughs> that lie. That was a thing happening for a while. Yikes. I don't think he was a racist though. He... No, no, I'm not saying he <laughs> was. I'm saying neo Nazis were writing like things yeah. about why he's right. Relatable, like, maybe, yeah. And I was like, that's <sighs> no, <laughs> but. For me, this it felt not like, in a, like storyline wise, was comparable to Thor Ragnarok or like, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, in like you know they have the divided up, you know there's like three storylines kind of going on at once, mm-hmm. and they never all meet up, you know, yeah. we might see that again, we might not, but, um, yeah, like you know we jump from New York to space to Wakanda, you know? And there's, like, little snippets here and there of, like, in, they're in nowhere, or they're in, uh, like, Ireland, I think, or Scotland, mm-hmm. for a spell. Um, Scarlet Witch. 
Yeah, and like I, I didn't mind it. I guess like at first, like typically I don't like movies that have that. You know, I like it where there's it's a little bit more of a streamlined plot. You know, but it completely made sense for what this is as like leading up to the culmination. You know, of the MCU for you know at least phase three, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I liked it a lot. I, I actually don't have a whole lot to say about it because I just really loved everything about it. Um, the little things I have discrepancies for, I think that they'll let us know, maybe. So, like, one thing is um, uh, Asgard, the Asgardians. There's, like, yeah. very little explanation of, like, not just what happened, but, like, the actual aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. They recover Thor... But you never see, you know, you obviously know Heimdall's dead, but you never see Valkyrie. And definitely not know Korg or Meek, you know, they could easily just get rid of them altogether. But, like, there's a distress call, so it's like, did half of the people escape? Thor says, he killed half my people, where is the other half? So that's, like, kind of like a little bit of a, maybe a nitpick. I don't know if it's considered a plot hole. No, I'm not. It is, I, mean, like, I think like, it's a plot like, hole, but it's like, I'm treating it like a nitpick. Even though I think it's I think a it was hole. a plot hole, but like they explained afterwards, like yeah, they they escaped. <laughs> they just said it killed half my people. They didn't say escaped. Though, no, I mean like after the movie came out, like the Russo girls were like, yeah. They, oh okay. They I didn't see that. They're... Yeah, but like a writer technically can't just do that. Like you got. Yeah. I mean, in the fourth movie, they better have it in there because if they don't. Yeah. It's gonna be like you can't just have you, a writer can't just come back later and be like, well, they escaped. Like, well, it's like. Yeah. yeah, but if we never get, like, any follow-up on that in any form mm-hmm. of visual media, then that doesn't count. Like, that yeah. counts as what happened to them. Yeah. That ticks me off. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, the, the movie was, like... <sighs> I saw it three times. I should remember more about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but, like... I didn't like those, like, side villains that, like, showed up out of nowhere. They all looked very, um... The children of They mm-hmm. looked like they sh- belonged in Justice League, and I say that in bad way. Like, they mm-hmm. didn't look like they belonged in the Avengers for some reason, to me. They were the hardest sell. Because I read the comic book, and they're in it very heavily, and they're in the comic. And so I was like, I don't know how they're going to sell this. Because the, they called the Black Hand, or they called the oh, okay. the Black Order. Black Order? Yeah. And Children of Thanos? Yeah, like, that was... I knew that would be the hardest sell for me. Because I was like, there's no way they're going to make these characters look like this. And then they did. And I thought they flushed them out very well. But... If you were to look at, like, Justice League, like, I had never heard of Steppenwolf before. And then he shows up and was just totally horrible. So, like, I guess someone could see it the same way for the Avengers, being like, who the hell are these guys? You just know? Steppenwolf Volume 2. Yeah. So I I understand that. I, I liked it, and I thought they added to the movie, but that's because I think I read the comic. But I think it was only Ebony Ma that was, like, the really good one. Like, the Squidward one. <laughs> Squidward! Yeah, he was, like, the only, like full-fledged one mm-hmm. i think the other the other three weren't very like important mm-hmm. it's funny because he got like a there's a fifth one that's missing too. he died uh at the uh, was it the first avengers wasn't that the one that or the one that gets his neck twisted yeah no that one's the leader of the chitauri he's like actual chitauri leader that's not the same guy yeah zach sorry <laughs> I, I can't remember their names. I was Proxima Midnight, which is the girl who mm-hmm. with the horns. There's Ebony Ma, there's... Supergiant was the one that's missing. Obsidian. Yeah. 
Super Giant was one that's missing. She's the fifth one. I there was like certain things that just I think personally ticked me off too. Mm-hmm. That it's not really bad, but more just nitpicks from my own taste. Like the fact that you know Captain America's kind of barely in it, which really yeah. it was weird. It almost seems out of character for him to just kind of be so silent and to the side when mm-hmm. during a majority of the events. I thought that was weird. I also get a little ticked off that we spent an entire Guardians movie trying to protect the, um, what's that planet's name now? I don't even remember, but, like, we, that whole... Xandar? Yeah, Xandar. We Mm -hmm. spent the entire movie trying to protect that. We got to know the people there. Mm -hmm. And then in this movie, we spent just a little nugget quick saying that, yeah, it was destroyed. I'm like... Can I say something about that? Hmm. So one of the theories about it is that... So, like, have you heard of Nova Prime? Yeah. So his origin story is that while Xandar is destroyed, one of the last Nova corpsmen or whatever, John C. Riley's actual character's name, um, bestows on him the mantle of Nova Prime, who's, like, the last of the Nova, whatever. And he's, like, basically the ultimate one, but it's, like... The honest bestowed on those supposed to be the last of them. So what I think, and what a lot of the conspiracies are out there, is that they didn't show the destruction of it or explain it much because they're going to have a whole origin movie, and that will be basically like the beginning of BVS, you know? Like, Xandar is being destroyed, and then you see John C. Riley bestow on some kid, like, the, the mantle of Nova Prime, and then he's Nova Prime. Well, that's and that's what I meant. Like one thing that could fix it a little is if they at least show it, even at some point, Xandar mm-hmm. getting destroyed. I mean, this is me personally, but you can't spend an entire movie trying to save him and then, like, in a couple movies later, say, "Oh, it was destroyed," you know, off screen, and we didn't mm-hmm. care about it. I'm like, well, I, I care. Like that was my yeah. My in the moment, movie. it does suck. You're like, that's it. Like it's just <laughs> gone. You know, it's kind of like also like you said that Diaz Guardians just disappearing. I'm like, I get that they can explain later. Well. They're alive. I'm like, okay, but, you know, they're not in the movie, and yep. it's like, we just got Thor Ragnarok, we just got Tess Thompson, like, mm-hmm. can't just have them gone. Yeah. Like, can't just do that. Time travel. Who knows? Yeah, time travel, save it all. But yeah, Captain America not being in it, that was, it irked me, but then, you know, hearing that the response said, well, this is Iron Man's movie, the next one will be Captain America's movie, made sense. And then, because I watched this three times in theaters, and... The third time I think it was, I noticed that, like, even though he's super stoic and you know that he's seen some stuff, and he's, like, quiet and, like, reserved, but he's still, like, you know, steps up to the plate, um, you really see that when he's single-handedly trying to pull the gauntlet off of Thanos' hand, mm-hmm. you know? There's just for, like, a brief second, Thanos is, like, surprised at, like, <laughs> his actual determination and, like, just swats him away. But you see, like, that's all Captain America has ever been is... He's always been that kid standing behind, like, the garbage can. You know, mm-hmm. like, he's... The last thing he can do is try and pull this off himself, you know? Yeah. And I think that's... That made it up to me for him not being in the movie a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So, I think I had a couple of the nitpicks. Yeah, like, all my problems are mostly, like, just personal things. Not even, yeah. like, really problems with the movie. It's just my love for the MCU and what I'd rather want. Because mm-hmm. in the end... I still think it's, like, written 
probably as well as like Age of Ultron was. Mm -hmm. You know, same kind of. It's it's written better than that movie Mm -hmm. because it doesn't. It's simple, but it works. If you really really think about it, like the movie doesn't really have much going on. It's like it's very Mm -hmm. simple. It's Thanos getting stones and then he gets them and he wins the stones. And that's it. (laughs) Finally, gets some stones. Know what I'm saying? And uh, like, it's weird because. I've often complained in movies where, you know, like, Deathly Hollows did this, where, you know, I love that movie, but very quickly, they destroy all of the Horcruxes, like, like, bam, 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 like, you know, I'm not, I'm always a big fan of that, where you wait until, like, the last hour, and then suddenly so much progress is happening, but in this movie, I thought it was done better, because it was at least a two and a half hour movie of him trying to get, uh, through, it was four stones, right? Because he already had two. So it was him trying to get four stones, and mm-hmm. every one of them is found in a very logical, you know, taking time kind of way. And it's really about these heroes, and every single planet of theirs is just failing. Even mm-hmm. though they're getting this close to, you know, doing something right, there's always something going wrong. Mm-hmm. And I liked all that about it. I just thought it definitely felt really full at times, especially just because you could tell they didn't really know what to write for certain characters. Because mm-hmm. it's weird, you know, like Scarlet Witch and Vision had some really good stuff in this movie. Yep. But then they got other ones like, uh, I don't know, like, yeah, like I said, Steve Rogers, he just is kind of in the corner. Black Panther is just kind of in the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Renner's not even in it, so I don't know how to pick him up. Yeah, man, he's so far in the corner you don't even see him because you know I mean, look at these characters like you can look at the poster and just kind of point out who really doesn't mm-hmm. like Mantis and Drax and Groot all just kind of there they don't really have much going on uh even Doctor Strange really just doesn't have much going on but they all they all have a, a decent amount of they have a moment yeah. but it's not like the whole plot basically the main focus is Thor Iron Man and uh, you know Spider Man is more of an extension of Iron Man, but like it's really it. Everyone mm-hmm. gets their moment, but you could tell like a lot of them were sort of pushed together in a group and be like, okay, and you're just gonna say jokes on the side. You're gonna throw in some one liners. Yeah. Yeah, and it becomes Thanos's movie, which is fine, but it's just it's it's a very full movie. It's it's simple, but it's got. Like balls, you know. Yeah. That's not. I suppose that sounds sexist. It's simple, <laughs> but it's like. It, it's. Packs punch. Yeah, like it. It wasn't afraid to like. Say, just do punch. something so <laughs> unconventional, but know that it's gonna, you know, work well. But. Yeah, that's good. This. Uh, ranks at. Number four for me. It's number five for me. Number nine. Number six. Alright. Last one. One last movie. This will be quick because I don't even really. One movie to rule them all. <laughs> if you'd like to hear about the last movie, just refer to episode yeah. three. <laughs> I, I think everyone can agree that Ant Man and the Wasp was everybody's favorite MCU movie of 2018. Oh, absolutely. Globally, I think everyone agrees. Globally, internationally, you can't argue. I think people forgot this would even happen. Like, I remember, but that's because I saw it a bunch. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't see it, but I mean, more just the fact that Mm -hmm. felt it barely was talked about. It seemed like it came and went, and it was like that was it. I still liked it. 
Yeah. I thought it was better than the first one. I thought it was like the first one again, like it was just a smaller story. Had, I thought, a really well written story. And I know you don't agree with that because I thought you said you didn't really like this story. Really. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I. Do you just not like the quantum realm stuff, or? I love the quantum realm stuff. I just I don't. It's kind of like, uh, it felt very very Guardians of the Galaxy two, um, like way more forced humor. They're trying to just do too much of the same thing. You know, it didn't feel as natural. And then I like how it's kind of like one big heist thing. It's like takes. Like, it's, like, the, over the course of one or two days, you know? Mm-hmm. That's kind of neat. Um, but, again, I hate his crew. Um, Sonny Birch is okay. Um, and, uh... Yeah, I, I like the quantum realm, but I hate that we had to go in and find her mom. I don't know. It, it made... It didn't seem as, like... Ant-Man was necessary for the movie, really. It seemed way more of like, instead of an Ant-Man and the Wasp movie, it seemed like the Wasp and Friends and a little bit of Ant-Man. <laughs> like that, yeah. that was more of like the accurate title for it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I would have been so cool if the prime focus was just Ant-Man and the Wasp, just together. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they get a stranded or estranged from... Hank Pym and then the crew and they're in San Francisco still or something or in the quantum realm or whatever and it's like them two against the world for mm-hmm. something that would be a cool movie that would make sense where they're like actually needing to use each other to do certain like fighting techniques and stuff but they don't it's either just Ant-Man or just the Wasp mm-hmm. rarely in the same room fighting the same it's person most, it's mostly you know? the Wasp but like getting down to like getting these parts from like this black market person and yeah. like building the thing and then Ant-Man going back and forth from his house to helping them, like, trying not to get caught, mm-hmm. like, leaving his house. That's, <laughs> like, yeah. the whole movie. <laughs> I, I like that. It is just, it reminds me of, you know, like, I've, I think I've said this before, but Back to the Future isn't really Marty McFly's story. It's, like, everything else, and he just happens to be stuck in these events. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Ant-Man in the first movie, and he's the same way here. Mm-hmm. He just kind of is stuck. Yeah, it's <laughs> very like Back to the Future Part Three. I would compare this to. Oh, that's true. It's very much like that <laughs> yeah. movie. It's Doc Brown's movie. He's just there, and he's basically the the same attitude. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll help you, you know. Yeah. But really, I'm the one stranded, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I I did I did like it. I enjoyed watching it, but uh, it's not very high on my list. It was cool to see like some of these like extra like actors to show up like okay so Lawrence Fishburne well yeah he shows up and he's he's got like a good little um Mm -hmm. he's got a lot of good moments I I was even talking about even smaller like okay so Randall Park if you don't know you know he is he's the um Mm -hmm. he's the guy who played like Kim Jong-un in that interview movie he's on mm -hmm. I think is he the one that's on Fresh on the Boat he's the yeah that's that's his show yeah, he plays a cop and he just shows up a couple times but I I don't know Randall Park oh he played Kim Jong-un yeah Really? Yeah, he did. Did he wear like, yeah, like a fat suit or something? Yeah, he must have. I mean, he's kind of chubby. He's in that one episode of The Office when he pretends to be Jim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I recognize. him. I love Randall Park. I think he's hilarious. And uh, Walt yeah. Walton Goggins, 
Yeah, Walter. Oh, is it Walter or Walton? It's, it says Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Yeah. And he, you know, because he was from. Uh, I've only really seen him in Hateful Eight, but he is like my. He's in a lot of. He's my favorite part Western. Of that movie. Isn't he like? He's in Django. One of the guys from Grand Theft Auto. He might be. He probably is. I, I can look at this. He's in right Django. Now. He's one of the the Candyland like lieutenants, and then he's in Cowboys and Aliens. Oh yeah, he is in Django Okay, I'm sorry. He plays a lot of movies. Western guys. I th- he might be in the Magnificent Seven. But yeah, like what I'm saying is that like he, uh, I I love them in this movie because I actually, I love that actor. I just don't mm-hmm. see him enough. So to see him in this movie, I was like, oh, that's kind of great. <laughs> and um, I I like the villain in the movie too. I thought the villain, which it wasn't really much of a villain. It was just more of a person pushed to these limits of trying to like save themselves. Yeah, you yeah, know? I like that. I like and in the end, like they chose not to do the worst thing possible. They're like, no, we'll do something different. Which, from what I'm remembering of the MCU movies, this is the first time that's happened where they stop and say, maybe I won't go that evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, yeah, that was unique. What do you know? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really like the Goggins character just because it seemed like the only reason why he was there was for fun car chases. Mm-hmm. He well, <laughs> that's what I mean though. He was just kind of a cheesy character that was there, but that's why I loved it. Like he just was there, and mm-hmm. it's just because it didn't really seem like a, he had a purpose, really. Though he, he didn't, but he was there. Mm-hmm. That's why I loved him. That's all you need. I mean, I'm more curious to like know who his like other client or whatever was, or the, whatever the guy mm-hmm. that he was working for was. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, I think we were talking him. about how it might be tied in with Captain Marvel, like the people mm-hmm. he's, because probably not Hydra, but it could be, it'd be sweet Strong. if AIM sprouted back up, you know, AIM. and like we actually got to see AIM in like the yellow suits, you know, it'd be really cool. Um, I'd like to see Oscorp. Or you see like Hammer actually becoming like the militaristic organization that they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it could be maybe Oscorp, but I think it could be Skrull, something focused, but I don't know. Or maybe we'll never find out. It was just supposed to be ambiguous forever. Yeah. But for me, this movie comes in at number 15. This is my number 10. It's 15 for me as well. 16 for me. 16. All right, now let's talk about the next one, Captain Marvel. So <laughs> Captain Marvel was by far the... I was surprised that every critic on the planet hated it. Like, mm-hmm. I was expecting it. I loved it. Everyone else could suck it. You know, and... I can't believe how it was identical to Wayne's World. I love the Ronald <laughs> McDonald. Wayne's World 2 of all movies. Blew my mind. <laughs> and it worked. Who knew that? Had the same naked Indian from Wayne's World 2. Mm-hmm. Who I haven't knew seen that? it, so don't spoil it. Captain Marvel is just going to be a straight-up remake of Casablanca. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what a surprise. Did you think... Independence Day Resurgence. And the cameo of Pluto Nash. Eddie Murphy. You know, I gotta say, I was a little surprised that they decided to have Bill Cosby in the film. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but actually, Alright, let's get back on to the movie. I was like, you know what? All right. Him and Louis C.K. were a great team-up to have gosh. in the film. Kevin Spacey? Come on. Kevin Spacey. And then Harvey okay, Weinstein yeah. showed up. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Brie Larson. I know you're listening to this. Brie Larson just killed us all. Um, I'm pretty dang excited for... Captain Marvel. Yeah, I haven't too. seen the trailer Especially yet. Especially after that trailer. Let's talk about that trailer. Yeah, let's not, <laughs> let's not talk about it. Um, Earmuffs, Hunter. Earmuffs. <laughs> um, but I am very excited. I gotta say. I've read a couple, not straight up Captain Marvel's alone comics, but a lot of uh, a lot of Avengers comics with her in it. 
so. World War II? I haven't that one, oh. but I'm more excited for the oh. real Captain Marvel. Shazam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm more. I, I'm just. I know you hate that. <laughs> that is horrible. Hunter hates all things good. Uh, no, I hate all things that are worthy of hate. We'll say that. Next to Satan, <laughs> and taxes, and uh, racism. Hashtag Hunter's so, a peen. Um, we, let's, uh, it, we've been recording for over four hours. Yeah, um, So, uh, I will t- do the honors of going over my list first, I guess. Um, we did a really good job of not spoiling like any other movie other than just Marvel movies. Um, so this is in descending order, my Marvel list. At spot number 20 of the MCU, I think the worst movie is Thor The Dark World. A little bit slightly better than that, maybe not a whole lot, is The Incredible Hulk. Um, a little bit more than that, I think I'd rather watch Iron Man 2 at number 18. 17 is The Black Panther. Completely worthy of its low ranking. Um, number 16 is Doctor Strange, which I would rather watch slightly more than that. Black Panther. 15 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. 14 is Thor. Uh, 13 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, one step above that is Captain America the First Avenger at spot number 12. Iron Man 3 is at spot 11. Spider-Man Homecoming is at 10. Ant-Man is at 9. Thor Ragnarok at 8. Avengers Age of Ultron at 7. Avengers at 6. Guardians of the Galaxy at 5. Avengers Infinity War at number four. Iron Man is at three. Captain America the Winter Soldier is at two. And Captain America Civil War is my favorite and the best Marvel movie. Well, So, thanks for listening to The Cinema Swamp. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time. I don't remember. I was doing The Cinema Swamp. <laughs> All right, who's next? <laughs> I'm not dumb. Our audience has just been like... Finally, someone who has a good list. Oh, wait till they hear mine. I, I'm really excited for yours. You have some gnarly locations for your... Alright, so the worst Marvel movie, in my opinion, is Iron Man 3 at number 20. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. Just so you know, audience. Slightly above that is The Incredible Hulk at number 19. It's close, yep. Thor The Dark World right above that one. Makes sense. Black Panther, yep. number 17. Good job. <laughs> uh, number 16 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right above that one is Ant-Man at number 15. 14 is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Captain America, the First Avenger is number 13. Avengers Age of Ultron is 12. Doctor Strange is 11. Number 10, we have Iron Man 2. Above that, Spider-Man Homecoming at number 9. Captain America the Winter Soldier is number 8. The Avengers is 7. Captain America Civil War is number 6. Avengers Infinity War is 5. Guardians of the Galaxy is 4. Thor Ragnarok is 3. Thor is 2. And Iron Man is 1. That's mostly good. There's a couple of weird selections <laughs> in there. Thor being so high and Iron Man 3 being so you low, I think, are the two that yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's a little reaching. So... <laughs> but that's okay, you know? Uh, Hit me, Zach. Hit me. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, uh, so number 20 is Thor The Dark World. Shocker. Uh, 
Number 19, Incredible Hulk. So far, so good. Mm -hmm. uh, number 18 is Thor. Number 17 is Doctor Strange. And number 16, we have Iron Man 2. Number 15 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number 14, Avengers Age of Ultron. Iron Man 3's at number 13. Captain America, the first Avenger, is number 12. Ant-Man is number 11. Avengers is number 10. Number 9 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Number 8 is Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 7 is Thor Ragnarok. Avengers Infinity War is number 6. Black Panther is number 5 because it's a good movie. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is number 4. Captain America Winter Soldier is number 3. Civil War is number 2. And Iron Man is number 1. So you guys, the listeners missed this, but while Zach was reading his list and he read Black Panther at number 5, Hunter's eyes squinted a little bit. <laughs> Just slightly. In distrust. Um, you can't win them all. <laughs> number 20 is uh, Captain America Civil War. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, Alright. Oh, wait. No, For the listening my... audience, my eyes just fell <laughs> out of my face. That's my eyes. <laughs> inverted. I'm sorry. That's my, my lids list. squinted so much that they crossed each other. <laughs> Thor, Thor the Dark World is number 20. And Thor is number 19. And Incredible Hulk is number 18. And after this, this is, the rest of these are good. But uh, number 17 is Iron Man 2. Number 16 is Doctor Strange. Number 15 is Avengers Age of Ultron. Number 14 is Ant-Man. Number 13 is the original Avengers. Uh, 12, Captain America, the first Avenger. 11 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Number 10 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number 9 is Avengers Infinity War. Number 8 is Thor Ragnarok. Number 7 is Iron Man 3. Number 6 is Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 5 is... The highly acclaimed, gonna be best picture 2018 film Black Panther. <laughs> um, Iron Man is number four. Number three is Captain America Civil War. Number two is Winter Soldier. And I'm telling you, every time I watch those, they, they flop positions because it's mm -hmm. like, I can't. They really do. Mm -hmm. They really do. <laughs> and then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is still my favorite of all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is... There's some surprising ones in that one. I, I forgot how like low down um avengers is like guardians volume 2 is higher than that and first avenger was higher than the than marvel's avengers for me yeah oh yeah that's well, surprising yeah and it's like like i said it's just it's so many of those probably would be interchangeable if i mm -hmm. watch them but it just is totally based on the fact that it just depends how much i enjoy them and i'm yeah. like i got problems with different films for different mm -hmm. reasons but at the end of the day I'm like yeah I probably I, I enjoy like you know Guardians Volume 2 more than the Avengers films I just yeah. I just do and even though there's probably issues with it that have that are more severe than the other movies mm -hmm. it's really hard to rank things really yeah last summer I ranked them for the first time but what I did is I assigned each one a number I think there was like 7 16 when I did it I assigned them all a number and then I like put them up against each other and said would I rather watch like this one or this one and then the, that I don't want to get moved to this other column and I did that for all of them it took a long time 
And so my li- the list is completely based off of like what I would rather watch over another one. Yeah. And it was a surprising list. It mm. surprised, but and then as I've been watching movies again, I realized some you know I'd rather watch them than others. Yeah, my list was a lot of it was based on watchability, like what I would mm-hmm. rather rewatch, which is why Iron Man three. Is mm-hmm. I feel like we need to watch yeah. Iron Man three <laughs> and explain to you line for line why it yeah. is the best. <laughs> so that's like one of the only mm-hmm. movies I've actually fallen asleep in the middle of. Well, there you go. You haven't seen it all, so there you go. It does well, have I some slow parts. Ten minutes later, <laughs> it's got some like, slow parts. See, I think you will grow to like it because we're connected. No. No, <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think like, like Black Panther. I think I hate that one the most of all of them. Because but it's not my least. But it's not my least watchable one. Mm-hmm. It's definitely. I'd still rather watch it over Incredible Hulk and Thor: The Dark World. But it is the one that I, I don't like. I have a the theory most. that Hunter just likes to hate certain things, like Aquaman. He sees I do like to hate things that deserve it. <laughs> he sees Poor something art. popular and he hates it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's no, I don't. I loved Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> what is more popular than that? Black, Black Panther. Panther. <laughs> <laughs> you hated that people like Black Panther more than Infinity War. <laughs> and you're like, I do not agree with that statement. So now I'm going to overly hate it. I love the idea of Black Panther. Watch it three more times. I respect it so much that I hate the crap movie that doesn't do it justice. So all of you hate it. Yeah. It's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) All you who spent money on it. Well, this has been a good episode of The Cinema Swamp. We are Um, four hours, I think. Four hours and 30 minutes. We we knew this was going to be crazy. Oh, this is going to be three parts. Yeah, don't worry. It's cutting in the faces. So are we just going to come over like next week and just do like our... Last movie on Earth. And oh, like, no, we're not going to do that. I'm just going to cut them in the phases and probably mm-hmm. release them like one hour time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like one well, a day. You, the, the audience, will find out this week to see how I release them. Yeah. <laughs> Phase three first. Yeah. <laughs> um, first, Goebbels rant on Black Panther. <laughs> yes. That's going to be like a bonus episode. <laughs> it's something. Just cut out all the little parts that, like, Negative Black Panther and just like cut it all into one. Just bleeps like I'm swearing. <laughs> make me look like a horrible person. Went on a racist to make me seem like a racist or something. No, I respect your opinion, but it's wrong. I respect my opinion because it's right. So I'll see you in court. Um. Anyway. <laughs> this is this has been a good episode. Oh, yeah, we're and uh, yeah, we're recording. Um, yeah. Uh, comment. Let us know. Text us your lists on uh, through our Instagram or comment on this episode. Tweet us. Let us know what your favorite uh, is. If you're on Letterboxd, um, you know, make a list and I don't know. Somehow find a way to share it on our Twitter, your Twitter. Um, find us. We're, we we want to know what your lists are. But uh. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you next time. And remember, remember, always be where the cinema swamps. (laughs) Well, we finally conquered the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
what did you think of Hunter's scathing review of Black Panther? What are your thoughts on our ranking of the entire series? Leave a comment on the podcast and write us at social media at Cinema Swamp on Twitter and at Cinema Swamp on Instagram. Thanks for listening and remember, always beware of the Cinema Swamp.